Well, in Japan on Sunday today, but of course they're a day ahead, upper house elections took place with the shadow of the assassination of former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe in the background. As many of you are aware by now, Shinzo Abe was assassinated. The suspect was arrested immediately. Lots of questions around security. Police in Japan saying now that security was flawed. But what does Abe's death mean for the country and the world? To help us understand, I'm joined on the line by Craig Mark. He's a professor of international studies at Kiyoretsu Women's University in Tokyo. Hi, Craig. Hi, thanks for having me. And thank you for your time today. So what has the reaction been in Japan to Shinzo Abe's assassination? Well, it's just been a complete shock and horror that uh, something could happen. Uh, Japan, of course, has uh, very low gun crime rates and... uh, Uh, There hasn't been a political assassination like this uh, for decades. So um, given uh, the status of Mr. Abe, the longest serving prime minister in Japan's history, it was just a complete shock to the Japanese public. They're still stunned by it. Now, over here in Canada, uh, there have, there were instantaneously images online of Mr. Abe lying on the ground after he'd been shot. They were such shocking images. Were those images circulating in Japan too, or were people saying that they shouldn't be shown? Um, they were being shown uh, on social media. Uh, they did uh, show uh, edited versions of it, uh, on uh, Japanese uh, TV, and uh, but uh, the, they weren't uh, showing the two explicit versions that uh, have been showing up uh, in social media and other places around the world. Um, but uh, the fact that uh, uh, Mr. Abe had uh, been uh, uh, assassinated and uh, was uh, ultimately just really shocking for the Japanese public and uh, the has been a pouring of uh, real grief for the fact that he uh, uh, had been killed. In fact, uh, in the uh, city where it happened in Nara, uh, there were lines of up to a thousand people uh, uh, turning up to uh, wait in line to lay flowers and offer prayers uh, to Mr. Abe. So it's been a, still a profound shock for uh, everyone here in Japan. What do you think uh, the effect of the timing has been on the election? Well, um, the campaigning for the election was suspended on the day, on Friday, but uh, the Prime Minister, Mr. Fumio Kishida, who was the uh, Foreign Minister for uh, the first part of uh, Mr. Abe's uh, uh, term in government, uh, said that he was determined that uh, democracy uh, would not be intimidated and uh, campaigning uh, proceeded and resumed yesterday. And it seems there was been a slight uh, increase in turnout for the uh, upper house election. Uh, elect, uh, voting is voluntary in Japan and um, really uh, uh, turnout is not that great usually, uh, especially for upper house elections. Uh, it was only about 50%. Uh, just under 50% uh, the last election in 2019. Uh, It might have gone up a bit. Uh, We've got to wait for the official figures to come through, but there's been a slight increase uh, in voter turnout, it seems. And it seems that there may have been a sympathy vote for Mr. Abe because the uh, Liberal Democratic Party has won a comfortable majority 
uh, in the election uh, being reported by the Japanese media tonight. Okay, let's talk about Shinzo Abe's legacy. What do you think he will be remembered for first by the Japanese and then after that, if you could answer for the rest of the world? Well, for Japan, apart from his longevity as the longest serving prime minister, uh, his main uh, legacy will be uh, attempting to uh, boost the economy for Abenomics, uh, his main economic policy, which wasn't that successful really. Um, it uh, saw a big increase in company profits and uh, the big corporations were able to boost their share prices, but for most ordinary people, their wages remained fairly stagnant. Um, for most Japanese people, though, they do recognise that uh, Mr Abe did have a big impact uh, on the international uh, diplomacy scene. So they do recognize uh, that he did raise Japan's profile in terms of international politics. Uh, the main impacts that he had, apart from uh, being around for so long, he became one of the world's most well-known international uh, statesmen. Uh, he passed controversial laws in 2015, which uh, reinterpreted the constitution of Japan, its uh, pacifist Article 9 uh, clause in particular, that allowed the Japanese self-defence forces to be more widely deployed uh, internationally and potentially come to uh, support allies like the United States, uh, but also potentially other countries like Australia or the UK uh, for collective self-defence. So that's the other probably longest lasting legacy uh, that Mr. Abe will be remembered for uh, both uh, in Japan and around the world. And uh, the Quad in particular, the uh, um, security arrangements between Japan, the United States, Australia and India, he resurrected that. And uh, the concept of the free and open Indo-Pacific, that was uh, one of the uh, uh, Mr. Abe's initiatives, which have been taken up uh, since by uh, allied partners like uh, the United States, Australia, uh, and Canada. So um, that's probably his uh, longest lasting legacy, uh, both in Japan and around the world, I think. Can you speak to the relations between China and Korea and how those were impacted by him? Well, um, China is the largest trading partner for Japan, as it is for many countries in the region. And uh, he was able to handle things uh, fairly stably. Um, he uh, uh, carried out a visit to uh, China in 2014, uh, not long after uh, Xi Jinping, the president, uh, took office as well. They came to power about the same time. And uh, he uh, visited China in 2018 for a summit. And um, Xi Jinping was going to visit Japan for a return summit, uh, but the uh, COVID-19 pandemic uh, interrupted that. Uh, Japan and China have long held a uh, territorial dispute over the uh, Senkaku Islands west of Okinawa, uh, claimed by China's the Dayu Islands. And so that remained unresolved. But uh, generally, um, Mr. Abe was perceived as handling uh, the sometimes difficult relations with China fairly well. Uh, regarding Korea, that was much more difficult. Uh, of course, uh, North Korea continued to test missiles uh, quite near Japan and uh, held a particularly threatening posture. And uh, South Korea was also 
uh, a very difficult relationship. And uh, particularly as uh, uh, South Korea and Japan have continued to be in disputes over historical issues, particularly the so-called comfort women, the uh, sex slaves that were exploited by the Japanese Imperial Army uh, in the Second World War. Uh, Mr. Abe did attempt some reconciliation with the former uh, president, uh, uh, Mr. Moon Jae-in. They signed an agreement uh, in 2015 with the uh, previous Park government, uh, but uh, under Mr. Moon's administration, uh, that deal fell apart. So, uh, and uh, it's only been recently under Mr. Kishida's government and the uh, uh, election of the new South Korean president of uh, Mr. Yoon that uh, there's been some uh, progress towards restoring relations. So, uh, South Korea is probably the most difficult of uh, Mr. Abe's relations with uh, Japan's near neighbours. And uh, Russia is uh, actually considered one of Mr. Abe's uh, foreign policy uh, failures. Uh, He held uh, numerous summits with uh, Vladimir Putin to try and resolve the uh, territorial dispute with Russia. A couple of the islands north of Hokkaido were claimed by the Soviet Union after the Second World War. And... uh, Mr. Abe failed to make any real progress towards settling that dispute. So that's the other uh, considered uh, sort of failings that Mr. Abe had. But in general, he uh, did improve relations with the uh, other countries of the region, uh, particularly the ASEAN countries, and uh, had good relations with Australia and and also New Zealand and uh, Canada as well. So uh, he was the most uh, traveled foreign, uh, uh, most traveled prime minister in Japan's history as well, as well as the longest serving. So, uh, he, uh, his legacy for diplomacy is uh, certainly unquestioned. All right, that's about all the time we have. So, thank you for that, Craig Mark, for joining us this morning and talking to us about the assassination of Shinzo Abe. Thanks very much. Thank you.